Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Acts. We're still in chapter 9, looking at verses 26 through 30, read from the New King James Version. The story of Saul's conversion begins with him leaving Jerusalem to persecute the followers of Jesus. It ends with him leaving Jerusalem as a persecuted follower of Jesus. Let's listen to Acts chapter 9, verses 26 through 30, read from the New King James Version. And when Saul had come to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and did not believe that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. And he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road, and that he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So he was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out. And he spoke boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus, and disputed against the Hellenists, but they attempted to kill him. When the brethren found out, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him out to Tarsus. Again, Acts chapter 9, verses 26 through 30, read from the New King James Version. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word a daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening and following my podcast, which can be heard almost anywhere podcasts are heard, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. Like and follow at Minutes Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again is Acts chapter 9, verses 26 through 30, read from the New King James Version. And I'm sharing from the Enduring Word commentary. I looked at some of the others, but the Enduring Word had a lot of information that's worthy to be shared. So let's listen. Um, Saul tried to join the disciples, but of course they were afraid of him. It seems strange that Christians in Jerusalem were so suspicious. Well, it shouldn't seem strange that the Christians in Jerusalem were so suspicious of Saul, even three years after his conversion. Again, they thought that he was a sheep in wolves' clothes. They did not trust him. They thought maybe he just proclaimed to be a Christian so that he could infiltrate and destroy from inside, from within. They perhaps thought that Saul was part of an elaborate and extended plot. They perhaps wondered why he went off by himself while in Arabia. Or, just as likely, they probably were reluctant to embrace such a dramatic uh, conversion without seeing it with their own eyes. 
Simply, they did not believe that Saul was a disciple because they are remembering his past. And how many times do people look at us and remember all of the the horrible things we probably did in our past? And they can't see beyond that. They can't see that God has a saving grace, that God has a cleansing grace, that God has a keeping grace, that God has a providing grace, that he does change from the inside out. So they weren't looking at the new person. They were looking at the old person and just not believing that he could change. At this point, some people might have turned their back on Christ Jesus. They might have said, I've been serving the Lord for three years, preaching Jesus Christ, enduring assassination attempts and death threats. Now you don't want to accept me as a Christian? This is the love of Jesus? Forget it. And we think about those who are in areas where they're persecuted, where they have to face the scrutiny every day, where they have to live a life uh, really on the run, on the edge, wondering if they're going to be safe from one moment to another. So as we uh, study the book of Acts, you can't help but think about Christians who are persecuted all over the world, those who are trying to share the gospel of the good news of Christ. But let me continue. But Saul had a greater heart of love for Jesus and Jesus's followers. So he didn't give up. And that's what we see with all of those who are uh, persecuted as they try to share God's word all over the world and all the regions that the voice of the martyrs uh, has pointed out are, um, you know, they are having to they either reject Christianity or they're just tolerant. But let me continue because my time's running out. It is no, um, it no doubt hurt, but he understood the disciples in Jerusalem remembered the Christians that Saul killed and persecuted. And how many times do people, again, they just look at our past. They don't, they don't see the present. They look at the past. If the disciples in Jerusalem lacked a little love, Saul added a little more love to make it up to them, for them. But Barnabas took him in and brought him to the apostles. So we thank God for people like Ananias and Ananias and Barnabas who welcomed people like Paul into the family of God. Uh, He was with them at Jerusalem, coming in and going out. Paul wrote that this first trip trip to Jerusalem, he stayed with Peter for 15 days. And he only was able to see Peter and James, the brother of John, of Jesus. And that would be in uh, Galatians chapter 1, verse 18. This time um, with the apostles was important because it finally and certainly welcomed Saul into the family of followers. And again, Christ promised him, you know, that you were going to face um, persecution. So as he spoke boldly in the name of Jesus, of course, uh, uh, the attempts on his life continued. He faced persecution and assassination attempts. And this was a recurring pattern in his life. So to save him, they uh, took him to or sent him to Tarsus, 
which was the one of the greatest cities of the ancient world, with uh, an excellent harbor and strategic placement for trade routes, and it's known for its university. So um, Saul, they sent him back home. Let's pray. Father, as always, we thank you for your word. We thank you for commentaries, even like Enduring Word, that helps explain what you want us to learn from your word. And Father, I thank you for podcasts, even like mine, that gets to share your word all over the world. And God, we thank uh, groups like the Voice of the Martyrs that help us to know how to pray for Christians who are persecuted. For those who, like Paul, face uh, assassination attempts because they are trying to spread the gospel, to spread the good news, to let people know that there is only one God, one Christ. There is only one way to be saved, and that's through the trusting and believing in Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and believing that um, He died for our sins and that you raised Him from the dead and that he ascended into heaven and he sits at the right hand of at your right hand father as a mediator for us and we thank you for your holy spirit that you sent um, as a promise to your people and that um, and it was fulfilled in the book of acts in that first first two chapters we're continuing to pray for turkey and syria father We've already prayed for those who've lost homes and businesses, so we're continuing to pray for them. We're continuing to pray for grieving Christians who draw strength from the promise of eternity as they have to face the loss of lives and hope and even homes and everything about them has changed. We're praying for them, Father, because that's hard. It's hard, it's hard, and we understand it is. We're praying for the people in Turkey who consider being Muslim a part of their identity. To be Turkish, they believe, means to be Muslim. So God, we pray that you will change that mindset as Turkish Christians are seeking to serve and minister to their countrymen, especially during this time of so much devastation. And that's not just Turkey, but we're also praying for Syria. We're praying for the Ukraine. We're praying for those who need you for uh, in special ways, wherever they, wherever they are. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed. Thank you.